welcome to today's podcast. I feel like up front, maybe an apology. Um, there's been some giddiness. It's um, been a lot of giddiness. I, I blame yourself. I, I, am, I am off my tits on painkillers. <laughs> you shouldn't be here. I'm off my... And literally, if I have one more painkiller, I can predict next weekend's lotto result. <laughs> That's how off it I am. I would say if 90 degrees is right angles, generally the laws of maths says it is, yeah. you're at around about 83%. In terms of my... In, in, in terms of when you look at you stood. Do you know the weirdest thing is, right, my back is bent over still at the moment, and you're absolutely right. I've had about three or four people suggest to me that I wear a corset. Because <laughs> you remember, JFK used to wear a corset underneath his... I did not know shirt that. ...shirt and tie. Come he used off to have it. terrible back trouble. Did he really? Probably because he was always at it with uh, other women or whatever, but he had terrible back trouble. Um, and it was one of these kind of secrets that he had. And then a couple of other people have suggested it, that it's a really good way of correcting your posture... Well, I never. ...if you have a bad back. So, for, I don't, when I say corset to you, what, what, what comes into your head? Uh, well, one of those... Um, uh, uh, t- to me, corset says uh, Downton Abbey, yeah. someone really doing up like a lady tight. <laughs> like a, a busty wench. <laughs> yeah, That's not the look I'm going for. <laughs> but watch this space. Um, our producer, Adem, uh, this is some uh, bespoke content for you here. I don't know where he's got them all from. Uh, you weren't here yesterday. What is going office, on with all the, the sweets that's going on? In the office, he started dishing out kind of like Oprah-style bags of, um, like, pick-a-mix to people. Oh, is he grooming again, is he? But, th- <laughs> but they're all about six months old. They're so off. Is it really out of date? One of the things that's left here... Well, this actually says it's in date. Fizz Whiz. see this since I was a kid. Popping candy. Now, you've probably got quite a fond memory of popping candy. Mm. I just, with a word of warning, like many things when you try them again when you're a bit older, I hope it doesn't ruin it in terms of its lasting memory for you. I'm offering for a radio experiment to pop it into my mouth. Oh, it's not really a radio now, is it? Cause it's a podcast. This is, this is why we love you guys, because you get the special, you know, the good stuff from us, you know what I mean? I'm offering to put this in my mouth. I doubt anyone has ever mic'd this up before. If you've just tuned in now, don't worry about it, it's fine, it's just popping candy. Just to Here we uh, go. see what this sounds like. I reckon it'll make a good noise, though. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Listen to that. How long will it keep going? Keep going, keep going. We're staying on this until it ends. Still sizzling away. I've not got the best view here. Producer Adam can see you right down Richie's gullet. This is just my mouth. If you had to present, like, a speech with that, do you think you could do it? Um. (laughs) (laughs) If you suddenly said to me to talk now... It's still going, isn't it? Oh, it's like Chernobyl. It's like a sweet version of that TV show, Chernobyl. There you go. (gasps) Still going. Oh, my God, his voice is affected forever. (laughs) This might have been a mistake. (laughs) Here's the podcast. Here's the podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Vaccines on Hometime in the sunshine Thursday afternoon. It's Absolute Radio. It's Bush and Ritchie. Uh, do you know what? The weather is getting better, isn't it? It's gorgeous today. Feeling more summery. I, I mean, you make you want to want the kids to go out and play a bit more. I want to go home and just play. Do you know what I mean with this kind of weather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of weather where you want to get back from work, put some shorts on, have a kick about in the park. That'd be brilliant. And it's good to have the kids playing outdoors. And I was only lecturing my nine-year-old daughter last weekend when we were doing this cycle ride through the countryside how we don't need to keep buying toys as nature is full of great things to do. Great things you can play with. Right, do you remember when you were a kid 
those certain things in nature that you could use as toys. Oh, yeah. They weren't toys, but you could use them as toys. And this is instructional for any kids listening right now. You don't have to go and buy a Nerf gun or whatever, or a badminton racket. It's all around you. Are they Just buying badminton rackets? Kids can't stop buying badminton rackets. <laughs> Real renaissance for badminton. Crack an example of that I from see. me. For example, do you remember that little plant that had sticky balls that you could throw on the back of someone else's jumper? <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, um, yes, yes, I do. I couldn't tell you the name of it. But it was, but it was, a, it was like a little dark kind of thing, wasn't if, it? If you threw enough of them, if you were behind someone on a school trip, it was almost like you'd emptied like a <laughs> shotgun cartridge. I do remember that. Uh, that little red berry that had itching powder in it. Never, never had everywhere. those. It's in the hedgerows everywhere. Oh, amazing. Crack it open. Looks like an innocuous little red berry. Crack it open. Little yellow itching powder. Smack it in someone's neck. <laughs> That's them dealt with. Your school trips sounded quite eventful. It was, you never knew who, who was going to come and get you next. You Mine I mean? sounds so twee. I was going to suggest a pine cone as a cricket ball. That's all right, though. That's Sim- good. Simpler things down on the south coast we had. Yeah, our, our school trips were a little bit like uh, a prison type thing. Do you know what I mean? You never knew who was going to come and get you next. <laughs> the, the, you know, might have seen the movie Scum, that kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, well, do you remember the one as well that was like, um, it was like a dart? <laughs> there was a plant that was a dart. <laughs> yes. you get, and you yes, could make smaller darts out of it. You yeah. fire that into the back of someone's jumper. <laughs> if they had the audacity to wear a heavy-knit jumper on a school trip. <laughs> and you would teach them a lesson they wouldn't forget in a hurry. <laughs> I do remember Do you remember those, those kind of Once things? Once again, can't tell you what it's called. <laughs> oh, it hurts my back. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> so listen, uh, we are after nature's great toys, stroke things you can hurt people with. 8, 12, 15, let's compile a comprehensive list so that the kids of today don't have to go and buy plastics and ruin seas and kill whales and stuff. It's all around them. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute Radio. Bush and Ritchie, Hometime, Cranberries and Linger on the Absolute Radio, no repeat guarantee. After five today, ten weeks of tickets will return uh, with your next chance to win VIP passes to the Isle of Wight Festival, all thanks to Enterprise. Young people, are you listening? Make sure you listen up because this is the most important conversation you're ever going to hear because once you've listened to this wisdom over the next 10-15 minutes here on Home Time you're never allowed to complain of being bored on a school holiday ever again because what we're essentially saying is that nature's full of great toys look around you in the fields and hedgerows there's tons of stuff you can play with the sticky, spiky balls uh, that you were referring to earlier on, Roman has uh, texted in saying uh, at the age of 38 my wife still throws those at me and my daughter. That's the sign of a healthy marriage. Still playful and have fun. <laughs> exactly. Love yeah. to know what those things are called. We don't have a scientific name for them yet. Uh, Scarlet Fox has sticky buds, they were called. Uh, the red berries were rose hips and the seeds were really itchy, so it is actual itching powder. Kes says, I was one of those kids who used to pick up nettles without getting stung and chase other kids with them. Ah, but you remember, though, if you if you got stung off a nettle, you could then use the uh, counteracting medicinal herb, a little bit like Pokemon, fire beats, ice, etc. Uh, you could use dock leaves, and then you would cure yourself. Now, did dock leaves actually work? I is, reckon they is, did. Is that, in modern parlance, what we know as fake news? I don't know. Because I, I do remember a stinging nettle really, really hurting. Terrible. I don't remember necessarily a dock leaf <laughs> actually doing anything about it. Well, I mean, I, I just, you know, kind of believed the talk at the time that they <laughs> exactly, did. Exactly, yeah. If I had Kez in my class and I knew that he was one of these people who had, a, like, a superpower <laughs> that he could pick up nettles and it didn't hurt him, I would then go to work constructing a dock leaf kind of suit of armour. Be the next Marvel movie. Wouldn't that be? Yeah. What fantastic. How good would that be? Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, now you can... 
can lower your Tesco Mobile phone bill with Tesco Club Card vouchers and save money each month. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Singing in the car. It just works, like strawberries and cream or gin and tonic. And thanks to Peugeot, right now at absoluteradio.co.uk, you could win £1,000 by telling us your ultimate driving song. If you did win £1,000, you could put it towards a Peugeot 208 Tech Edition. It's stuffed full of technology like a colour touch screen, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, so you'll be even better equipped to sing along like the rock star you undoubtedly are. But even better, your song will get played on the Apple Absolute Radio Request Show with Claire Sturgis. Okay, maybe that's not better than a grand, but it's still good. Win with Absolute Radio and Peugeot. We've no idea what the plant's called. Uh, various uh, suggestions from uh, you guys what it was called. The sticky balls are called cleavers. Uh, Mark in Leicester says those sticky little balls, they were Bobby's buttons. Bobby's buttons. Uh, Stevie says they were called sticky willies. We've just got various different names. Can't really settle on one. Stacy says the proper name for the sticky balls is Gallium Apparine. That, that sounds more like sounds it. Sounds authoritarian, or authoritative, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, Darren t- uh, from Amersham says, Bush and Ritchie, why use a rusty old swing in a playground when you can use the vines from a weeping willow, which is also normally grown near a stream, adding an element of danger as to whether you would fall in and drown mid-swing? Beautiful. That's kind of the essence of what we're talking about here, isn't it, really? Andrew in Lincoln says, uh, Bush and Ritchie, we used to use uh, cowpats as ammunition, uh, fired off a small tree branch. Oh, my word. I was obsessed with cowpats. If you live in the countryside, like, what are those things? It explains a lot. Who makes those things? Cows. Douche says you can twist the daisy to make the head shoot off like a little gun. Again, nature's toys. Yeah. And Charlie Garrick says, uh, I used to do a thing where I would stretch a blade of grass betwixt your thumbs to form a makeshift reed that you can play by blowing hard on it. A bit like a woodwind instrument. My eldest calls it the resulting sound, the screaming monkey. <laughs> there you go, folks. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Lee, please tell us about the game that you used to play in the woods. <laughs> OK. Um, yeah, there was a group of us used to hang around together. We used to live near uh, nearby some woods. And we'd go in there, and one of the games we would play, among many others, would be to find the biggest stick you can find. And we're talking, you know, four foot and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swing it as hard as you can at a nearby tree. Yeah. Um, inevitably, the last foot of the stick would come off at a rate of knots and normally kneecap who was ever standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like so much fun, your childhood, Lee. <laughs> what a wonderful game. Innocent days. <laughs> there were the days. It didn't have, you know, it's just a time before PlayStations and so on, I guess, isn't it, Lee? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Time before, before health and safety, in fact. And it didn't do you any harm, did it, Lee? No, not at all. There was more of a physical danger to old games, whereas, yeah. whereas these yeah. days with your, your online gaming and all that kind of thing, maybe it's a bit, it's less physical. It's, it's more of the unknown, isn't it? It is, yeah. At least you know where you are if your friend's swinging a six-foot tree above his head. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Thank you from us for all the signs and stencils that you have been sending in uh, for our Hometime Amnesty for these things that have 
hung up around your home is very much the vogue these days and we are trying to help out by taking them off the streets. If you've ever watched, uh, say, a crime documentary about an American police force and they've tried to get tough on crime with, like, a new commissioner, Mm. that's what Richie and I are trying to do here with stencils, etc. We're trying to take it off the streets and get it out of the system as quickly as we can. You know, the ones that uh, you see might be, uh, I don't know, hung in a bathroom somewhere, hung in a kitchen somewhere, commenting about the cooking, that kind of stuff. And thank you for people who've just been sending in pictures of them, because Richie and I just need to know where they are as well. We do appreciate that not everybody is physically able to post in these signs for this decommissioning process that we have been offering. For example, Jerry sent a photo of his one in his house, says, breathe in the future, breathe out the past. Uh, Ben Clay's been on, he's tweeted a picture. He's getting married soon, and his wife's friend, his wife-to-be's friend, has given them a thing that they're hanging on the door handle of their bedroom, saying, "Uh, number of days until we become Mr and Mrs Clay, and then each day in chalk, (laughs) you write the countdown. He doesn't know what to do with his relationship anymore. (laughs) I suggest he ends it. Just end it. Uh, but we do need, we've promised you guys that we're going to be today revealing how we're going to be decommissioning these stencils. We've been kind of slightly secretive about it up until this point. It's very exciting. So, a um, month or so ago, uh, my father in law gave me a fire pit. <laughs> As you do. Here's your fire pit, son. I think it's now become blatantly obvious what we are going to be doing with these predominantly wooden signs that you have been sending in. So, how many times have you fired up the fire pit and stuff? None. Wow, so this will be the first time it's ever been used. He's used it. He refitted his garden. He didn't have room for it, which is why it's come to me. Brilliant. I have not yet conducted a fire pit myself. (laughs) So I don't know what the do's and don'ts are with getting a fire pit going, because it's basically this concave bit of metal. So it looks like like an old oil drum or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, so we're going to... Sawn-off oil drum, that's what it is. Sawn-off oil drum. What a romantic vision that is. So on Monday night, then, after this show, we're heading to yours with maybe a couple of shandies. Correct, yeah. And together, we're going going to burn all of these uh, stencils that people have <laughs> yes, sent in. Yes, we are. And the ones in spirit that people haven't been able to send to. Superb. There's going to be a lot of spirit on the night, that's for sure. So if you have a fire pit and have any particular tips of how to get this going, the do's and don'ts, now's the time. Well, you've got three days before <laughs> it happens. 8.12.15, tell us all about it. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I'll be using my fire pit for the first time. First time ever. I'm, I'm really honoured. I didn't quite know what they are, but I've just had a little look online. Mm. And it, it looks like we could almost cook marshmallows on top of it. I, I don't think we want to eat off the top of what we're burning, no. I, there's a barbecue at the back of the garden for that, if need be. Actually, I don't, I don't want to be eating anywhere near something that says, bless this mess that we've set fire <laughs> no. to. But uh, we were asking for some help in terms of getting it going. Uh, Simon says, make sure the stuff is dry. Oh, Thanks, cheers. Simon. That's Thanks, really, MacGyver, really, for that. That's really helpful. Andy McNabb. <laughs> I was never a scout, so I should say this right now. So this, this to me, is, is all quite enlightening. This text here, don't know who it's from, says, uh, right, first off, for lots of dry wool, take apart a tampon. Hello. Then put on loads of small twigs and kindling wood, arrange in a teepee shape which allows for good airflow. Wow. So I guess the kindling wood is actually the signs that we are burning. Then get a cook's blowtorch and, and lie I mean, A cook's blowtorch? What is that? Surely just a match will do the job. This seems so over the top. But that would be good, though, wouldn't it? What a way of spicing up a Monday night with a few beers as well. Watch this space. Time with Bush and Richie. 
Now you can lower your Tesco Mobile phone bill with Tesco Club Card vouchers and save money each month. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, it's a sad this week for fellow Evertonians. As we wave goodbye to a club legend, uh, one of the heroes of my football club, Mr Phil Jagielka leaves Everton after 12 years this week. God it's bless a long him. time. It's a long time. He's our club captain. He kind of embodies Everton Football Club, I think, Phil Jagielka, in that he's full of bravery, not particularly exceptional, but works damn hard. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and he he's, has an important place in my heart because I remember it as clear as if it was yesterday, 2009, I went with my dad and my brother to Wembley to watch Everton beat Manchester United on penalties yeah. to get through to the cup final at Wembley. Uh, and Jagielka scored the winning penalty. And it was just an amazing day. It was a brilliant day, full of emotion and everything. And then I think it was like the game after, or a couple of games after, before the final, uh, Jagielka did his cruciate knee ligaments, and then he wasn't going to be able to play in the oh, final. Oh, poor guy. And I was absolutely gutted for him. You know, he felt like, you know, when Gaza looked like he might not play in the World Cup final, yeah. and he was really emotional and everything like that as well. So I ended up writing him a letter. I, genuinely, I wrote Phil Jagielka a letter, put it in a card and sent it to Everton Football Club. Most people, when they're writing letters, you're talking about like when you're like 8, 9, 10. <laughs> I know. This is 2009. You're mid-30s. I know, mid-30s. <laughs> I was so overcome with emotion. I felt wow. so bad for him as well. And, I, and it was just a letter saying how much I appreciate him at our football club, that he means a lot to the team, etc., like that as well. <laughs> Had you been drinking? No, I was just absolutely dead sober as well. And I just and I felt so bad for him not, not getting to play in the FA Cup final. Yeah. And uh, he never replied. Oh. Never even replied. Well, now he's retired, he might be getting back to all those letters. Maybe he's got like a little scroll of letters that he's not replied to. <laughs> he's going to get some of that airmail stuff out. <laughs> but it does raise the issue if you've ever written... Have you ever written to a famous person? And A, have you ever written to a famous person? B, do you ever get a reply? This doesn't have to be sports stars, by the way. No. But I did write, when I was 10, much, much younger, yeah. uh, to Michael Thomas, Arsenal footballer, scored the winning goal to win us the league back Legends. in 88, uh, 89. I invited him to tea. Oh. And he did write back. Was this handwritten or was it typed? It was handwritten on the back of a photo of himself. Oh. And he said that Eastbourne was a little bit too far from London. But if he was ever passing, he'd drop in for tea. I love how he blew you out of that one. But at least he wrote back <laughs> yeah. to you. That's the main thing. Have you ever written to someone famous? Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Sleepers Sale of the Century, Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Those are today's Absolute Radio 90s. However, catch highlights of our exclusive sleeper gig, uh, plus singer Louise chatting to uh, Claire and Sarah. On Absolute Radio tonight at 9 o'clock, it's a live music Thursday special celebrating 25 years of Britpop and, of course, Sleeper's excellent new album. Hey, if, is it a video of the, of the gig, do you think? <laughs> I mean, you can definitely hear it. Yeah. There may be footage as well. No, I don't mean it like that, because it's just that our <laughs> boss... Just the way you are. <laughs> that does sound dodgy, and I totally, I totally get with that. And normally, nine times out of ten, that's exactly the route I'd be going. <laughs> yeah. It's just that our boss Paul was there, and he'd had a few shandies, do you remember? And he was at the front. He's been a bit of a nightmare sleeper fan. Yeah. And you know when you watch Top of the Pop sometimes, there's always someone behaving unusually mm. in the front. I just wonder if you can spot Paul. Yeah. I'm just giving you a heads up that you've got a bad back and you're on a lot of painkillers. Just be careful. <laughs> it's amazing what Cocodamol can do. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, I was just saying earlier on, I wrote to Everton centre-back Phil Jagielka after he got injured and couldn't play in the 2009 uh, Cup final. Mm. And he never wrote back. We're asking you tonight on this show, have you ever written to a famous person and did they reply? Uh, Liam in Shrewsbury went right to the top, to the Queen in primary school, got a reply oh. from her lady-in-waiting. That, is that as good as you're going to get from the I Queen, I think though? it could be. I think it could be. She does most of her letters. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Uh, this one, they don't even name say I uh, wrote to NASA once for a school project and got a lovely reply and lots of info as well. That's good going. Absolute Radio.
Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Hanging on to talk to us is James. James, who did you write to? I wrote to Slash from Guns N' Roses. Um, and uh, you'll laugh because my missus thinks I'm a stalker, but <laughs> basically I li- was living in New Zealand and um, he was on tour with Miles Kennedy and I tracked down his promoter and I had a Slash Signature Series guitar and I said to his promoter, what do you think the chances are of him signing my guitar for me? And he said, I'll tell you what, drop it off at the arena and I'll see what I can do. And I said, okay, cool. So I dropped off the guitar and I'd written a letter just saying, hey, Slash, you know, massive inspiration. Learned to play the guitar off the back of watching you at the Freddie Mercury tribute all those years ago. And um, and basically he, he he signed my guitar. He literally wrote on it to James R and F and R. Um, and he drew his little signature with the top hat on the skull and crossbones. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and gave, gave it back to the promoter who um, who I very trustingly had given my guitar, which is worth a bit of money. Yeah. And uh, I, I was just stoked when I picked it up after the gig. I was blown away. Because you, you do kind of put all of your love and care on the line here. And this is what happened with me with the Everton captain, Phil Jagielka. I loved him. <laughs> In the I wrote same him. breath as Slash. And, and he never replied to me. So what would have happened to your love for Slash if Slash, the guitar had come back? And he'd not have. He decided he didn't want to sign it. Oh, mate! I probably would have been a bit gutted, but you know, I guess you understand. They probably get lots of um, people hounding them for that sort of stuff. But I was True. just absolutely chuffed to get him to to sign the way that he did. And um, and like I say, my wife thinks I'm a total stalker, and and uh, you know, she thinks I'm crazy for having done it. But um, I was absolutely chuffed when I got it back. So I'm really pleased with it. And where's the guitar cap now? Um, it's quite a place in my studio, so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that I love, and um, I still play it on occasion, but most of the time it's just to look at. Love it. Brilliant. That's me. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Ten weeks of tickets. The Isle of Wight Festival with Enterprise. So, all this week we're giving you the chance to head Text to the Isle of Wight Festival. win for ham, egg and chips. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good, though? I reckon people would be well up for that. That would be a groundbreaking competition. Uh, sending these to the Isle of Wight Festival in style with a pair of VIP tickets plus £500 to spend on getting yourself there. Thanks to the lovely people at Enterprise where you can rent vehicles 24-7 or by the hour or the day. I was tasked with the playlist duties uh, and... Uh... Uh, on a day out in one of their uh, uh, snazzy Enterprise vans but due to a technical fault as you can uh, see I, I, I do make them uh, the songs all became mashed up we've asked for your help to identify this musician have a little listen to this but who the hell is it? Right, ready to give us a guess is Lucy. How are you, Lucy? Oh, my God. I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Good. Have you had a good day so <laughs> far? Has it been a good Thursday? Do you know what? It's been a really good... It's been an awesome Thursday. I've it's got a feeling awesome that you're Thursday. sat there thinking it's about to get a lot better as well. Yeah? yeah my heart is really racing, yeah. Why, why has your Thursday been so damn good up until this point? Oh, well, I really love the job that I do, and now I'm on the phone to you guys. So, you know, it can only get, it can't get any better, can it? What's the job? Yeah. I'm a teaching assistant. Oh, Aww. cool. So, is <laughs> yeah, that. It is pretty cool. Teaching assistant, that's like your. Um, is that, you know, when you have good cop and bad cop? Are you like the good cop to the teacher's bad cop, or are you the bad cop to the Ooh. teacher's good cop? 
yeah, I think the teacher's probably the good cop, I'm probably the bad cop, yeah. Love that. <laughs> but it's good, it's good. But you got a good class this year. I love, oh, yeah, they're, they're five, they're five six-year-olds, so the year one, yeah, I love it, I really do. That's a nice age, isn't it, just before they start to kind of get a bit nasty because the school system <laughs> yeah, has turned yeah. them into, like, you know, little exactly. scallywags. Exactly, I used to do year five, year six, and they're a little bit too, you know, bit too mouthy, so yeah. yeah jaded. Nice right, Lucy, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's see if we can confirm oh. that your Thursday is getting even better. Who do you think that artist is? Okay, I think it's garbage. Let's check it out. Let's have a little listen. Here we go. <laughs> Lucy, congratulations. Yeah. Pair of <laughs> VIP tickets and £500 spending money to get you there, all thanks to Enterprise. Oh, my God, thank you so much. <laughs> you were right. Your oh Thursday God. has got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so much better. Well, it's lovely to speak to you. Take care. Have a brilliant night. You too. Thank you so much. Hey, our pleasure. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We've been blown away by the response of the different uh, letters that you guys have either sent or had back. Listen to this. Craig says, I once wrote to Brian Clough whilst in school, asking him what his favourite sandwich was. I'll read the reply. <laughs> sent a photo of the letter. It's on official Nottingham Forest um, headed notepaper and everything as well. Uh, Dear Craig, thank you for your letter of the 26th of September asking me what my favourite sandwich is. Well, I like all kinds of sandwiches, but my favourite is a hot toasted bacon and tomato, which I like eating when I get back from training, especially when it's wet and cold. Yours sincerely, Brian Clough. That's incredible. How good is that? Uh, Abby in Lancaster says, I got in touch with Ed Balls when he lost his seat in the general election. He was my pregnancy crush at the time. <laughs> I was all emotional about it. He did reply a few weeks later. Love it. Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth twice as much at Tesco Mobile, so shop till your phone bill drops. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. This next piece of news might not help you sleep well tonight, but this TV show is coming back. When you speak to most people... Panorama. <laughs> you speak to most people about shows that haunted them as kids or characters. Oh. Wurzel Gummidge is always right up there, isn't he? He was horrific. He was, he was like a hobo scarecrow to take his head off. <laughs> exactly that. Uh, well, Mackenzie Crook is starring in a reboot that's uh, looking like it's going to be on TV at Christmas time. Wow. Two hour-long films of an adaptation of Wurzel Gummidge starring Mackenzie Crook as the Scarecrow. There are pictures online. Um, <laughs> he looks more scary. I'd say he looks more scary, yeah, definitely. Fair play to him. I think what they've done, they've looked at the original Wurzel Gummidge, knew that a lot of kids are haunted by it, and thought, let's just take it one step further. Because <laughs> Mackenzie Crook was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He was, yeah. And it, it, he looks like one of those kind of weird pirates. Not dissimilar. Yeah, doesn't he? Mm. So they've taken it one stage further, I reckon. They have, which they didn't really need to do. But it does look good, but it does pose the question, if you were to reboot, like, in your opinion, the scariest show of your childhood, what is it and who are you casting? Right, for me, the, sc the show that scared the bejesus out of me, and I'm going to play you the theme tune from it, and if you're of a certain age, it will make you scared again. <laughs> wow. Was Chocky. Chocky? Really eerie, weird BBC drama about a little lad who had an invisible alien that used to tell him to do bad things. <laughs> and it was just terrifying. Absolutely. I just I, I watched it a bit earlier on to get this clip, and it is absolutely terrifying even to this day. 
So for me, I would do a, a reboot of Chucky. I mean, I don't know who, who they'd have as the kid. Because he, he looks like a young Alan Jones, the kid. But um, I don't know who they'd go for. What's the little kind of scallywag kid from This Is England? He'd be good, wouldn't he? Oh, if only I could pick his name. But yes, another one you're thinking of. Would so, work well. Someone like that, I reckon. But a reboot of what I think I'm going to put out there as the scariest kids' TV programme of all time. Chucky, it's got to be. So if you'd like to see a really scary reboot, let us know, 81215. You can tweet at Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute Radio. There's a couple of votes for Nosy Bonk. (laughs) Mr Nosy Bonk, again, another one of these terrifying kids' TV characters. I I think he was a part of another programme. I don't think he had his own own show, Mr Nosy Bonk, but it was a man who appeared to be dressed in, like, a dinner jacket, walking around like a a stately home like Longleat with a weird white sprayed face. Very weird. Uh, Paul Tomlinson saying, without a shadow of a doubt, Nightmare. Now, I would happily say that. I loved Nightmare. That was fantastic. But the host guy, he was quite scary, wasn't he? He was, yes. It says here, an excellent survival horror game show. Can you remember how terrible the CGI was? But we didn't care. Yeah, Brian Blessed. We're always after people that are going to be playing these roles. And uh, Chris says, the wheelers from Wizard of the from the Wizard of Oz. I'm 41 and it still scares me to this day. Little spin-off series yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. The news that Mackenzie Crook has been involved in a reboot of Wurzel Gummidge, he's playing the Scarecrow this Christmas, has got us all talking about reboots of some of our most uh, frightened TV shows of our youth. Yeah, if you've got a, a show that you used to watch when you were a kid and you used to scare the bejesus out of you, imagine it being rebooted. And you know what, I think it's quite a good thing as well, because I think kids need to be scared by stuff. That's mm. all part of the drama of growing up and reading stories. Paul in Tall Point says, it's already been rebooted, but something that freaked me out as a kid was the Moomins. Just sinister and wrong, wrong, wrong. Weirdly enough, my eldest daughter, the Moomins, is one of her favourite things. But she doesn't know what it used to be like on telly when it was all yeah. f- stop motion fuzzy felt. Which that, was you know I mean? quite freaky. And I Very think we're, we're probably lucky. You can't probably reboot something a third time. Yeah, it, I think two strikes and then you're out. <laughs> it's like double jeopardy rule, but it, with, it uh, with reboots. It is. Uh, Tracy, this text could be written by me, but it's written by Tracy. She says something that was worse than Chucky was wordy. It was, they did this series called oh. Dark Tower. Towers, and then they did the terrifying boy from space. It was called Look and Read. It was one of those uh, school shows, wasn't it? Wordy was this hovering, disembodied. Uh, he was. He was the bit at the top of a typewriter with all the letters on it. Yeah. And he had just tights on his arms. <laughs> Put the, just hovered the, around. The boy from space was part of this. It was about some kid that had silver face paint, as, as Tracy says, a hideous blue boiler suit. And she says, I was only six years old and I made an excuse to leave every time they showed it in class. Um, the kid was called Peep Peep. The Peep entire Peep. class burst into tears. We never saw the end of it. See, these things stay with you for the rest of your natural life. And some people are getting in touch now with stuff that I didn't even think was scary in the first place. Mel from Earls Barton says, Sesame Street and Big Bird gets me to this day. Really? You can't be scared of Big Bird. He was friendly. He was really cuddly. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. 
Absolute Radio. Ian suggesting he wanting uh, Rent a Ghost back. I don't think you could. You can't reboot. You can't, just can't match that cast. Let's, let's just get this right with Rent a Ghost, right? So what? <laughs> they were all dead, and they were ghosts, and they were living in a house together. They Correct. were renting an apartment. Together. They were indeed, yeah. And you could rent them to spook other people if you needed it. Wow! So they were like subletting and running an illegal business <laughs> out. Of it. Was, was so there a much, horse? So much. There was a horse. There was a horse in there as well. So it's much confusing. was wrong with that show, but I loved it. Can I chuck one in? Mm. Uh, there was a weird old crackly. Um, story time program when I was a kid called Storybook International and had a really creepy opening sequence with uh, a guy playing like a uh, a lute. Right. Okay, and it, this is the song. I'm the storyteller and my stories must be told. He's really weird. He's got like, and then he turns into a fox. I have many stories, tales for both the young and, and old. And then it would they proceed to go on to this really creepy. <laughs> They need to bring him back, that weirdo. <laughs> I feel like we're all getting a little bit into your mind because of all the medication you're on yeah. with, your, with your back treatment today. I'm wondering whether that just happened. Tonight's show brought to you by Cocodamol. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So is it cleared up now or not? Oh, it's still going. <laughs> wow, imagine you, you by chance, have picked up the only pack of popping candy which doesn't ever end, almost like a children's fairy tale. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Wonderful end of the career it would be. Yeah, you can't go on air anymore because all people can hear is your popping candy. It's still going. It's tailing off, definitely tailing off. It's weird, because obviously, as you've just heard, during the course of this radio show, we've been talking about rebooting Nightmare Kids TV shows. The man whose voice wouldn't stop popping, that is a Nightmare TV show right there. And finally, it's over. No, it's still going. Still just about going, going. it's all gone. There you go. Should we get Bill Bailey on? I think it's about time. Here he is. It's the podcast has officially come to an end. 